ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going everyone? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. And bringing this intro now in a location um, called Dumfries. Um, we're he- on our way heading towards um, a Buddhist monastery, which I'm looking forward to checking out. Um, either tomorrow or today or the next few days, depending on when we get there. I'm really looking forward to checking that out and seeing what's going down there and what's the vibes I get from that place. And it's always cool to see places like that anyway. It's interesting to check out. As I'm speaking now, the sun is coming out in Scotland. Uh, for the first time in a few weeks so um, we're looking forward to getting a little bit of good ass sun on our skin Um, we're dying to get some sun on our skin but anyway in this podcast today this was recorded fresh off the canvas directly from last night I think the title of this thing says it all Um, definitely went down down a deep rambling hole um, speaking about um, natural law um, natural law also talking about corporate law and everything else wrapped around that and how we create our own prison and also the system that's wrapped around us creates that prevents us from being that free human anyway and keeps us locked in the idea of the matrix human you know but anyway i think the title says it all if you can as well as always guys as i always mentioned please check out the one-off donation option and the patreon page also have a crypto option if you want to support the podcast through that also really helps me keep doing this thing and I also just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I've now created a Telegram group. and um, There's a few more people in there now. I'm just starting to mention the people, so the group's starting to get a bit bigger. But basically, it's a Telegram group, and it's the best way to keep in the know about everything that's happening with the podcast. Um, every single time I do a live recording, I put the link to the live stream in that thing so that you can instantaneously get a gist about what's going on. That was a lorry, by the way. I would right close to the road. Um, but anyway, sometimes when you have to do a park up, you park up on, on the main road. It's just the nature of van life. Sometimes it's van life. It has, sometimes it's hashtag van life. Sometimes it's hashtag road. road. <laughs> so it's hashtag road today, but it's also hashtag van life because we've got a lake to the left. But it's also hashtag van because we've got a uh, road because we've got a road to the side as well. It's like uh, the yin and yang symbol right at the moment going on with the van life. Um, but anyway, um, like I said, there's a tele- telegram group if you want to check it out. And it's free to join. Um, and it's basically just a, a place to know about. For example, if this podcast goes down and gets took down, it's a good way to know where I'm going to be moving towards next to avoid the, the censorship anyway. Um, and that's all I'm going to say anyway. Uh, I love you all, wherever you are in the world. And as always, keep seeking and enjoy this one. Peace and love from the road and from the hashtag van life. Peace out. <laughs> wanted to have a few little observe my thoughts before we start getting in and 
sort of bouncing some ideas off each other. I can see already in the comments that a lot of people's already um, thrown some ideas around, which is really cool. I always love that. Um, but I wanted just to talk about, as you can see from the title of this thing, I wanted to talk about the concept of how, um, you know, how we're born into this world and um, as you start waking up on the journey, you can start realising that there's a, you know, there's a lot of signs and there's a lot of things that are adding up in the direction of how society is set up in a way to trick us into believing that we're not free human beings, you know. And I always remember when I was younger, for example, and I was in, I was like, you know, I always had that mindset when I was younger where I used to look at certain things and I used to be like, hold on a second, how does this make sense? How does this make sense? And I know there's um, a famous quote talking about how some people uh, are born like that, you know, some people are born with higher levels of senses than others. It's just the, the way they're brought up into this world. And I kind of feel like there is some of us out there, um, probably as many of you out there like you might, like myself, who... You know, we we start looking at the world and um, start thinking that it's 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 a bit um, it doesn't a lot of it doesn't make sense, you know. And we can start seeing beyond the matrix from a very early age. And I always remember this really funny thing when I was a lot younger. And I always remember when they used to always talk on the media and the news, saying about how the world's in a ten trillion, it's in ten billion, it's in ten trillion dollars dollars debt. And I was like, who to? You know, like who's the world in debt to? You know. And it's kind of like we see these like these narratives play out through uh, civilization, you know, all throughout life. And I always remember that there was um, the film Into the Wild. I don't know if any of you have seen the film Into the Wild, uh, but it's a really cool one. And the guy in, in Into the Wild, he basically takes himself off. You know, he's had enough of civilization kind of thing. He, he leaves university, he gives up his car, he gives up all his inheritance from his family. And he's I always remember this famous scene where he's basically, I think it's the Colorado Colorado River, I think it's called. And he's uh, he wants to kayak down it, and he goes to this guy in the in the room, and he says, he says, um, I'm looking to kayak down the, the the river, and the guy turns around, and says, there's a there's a waiting list for that, and the guy he turns around, and says, how long's the waiting list? He says, oh, it's a twelve year waiting list. He says, but the river's just over there. He says, twelve years. He says, the river's just there, and he just jumps down anyway. And um, later on in the film, you know, like the the boat police are. Or chasing them down kind of off the river and there's a lot of things like that in life you know like i've kind of as i've started look the way as i've started expanding my awareness i've been looking at the world and how there's a lot of things that's embedded in the illusion that's that's so hilarious i always remember this really cool story um of um of an anthropologist so there was this famous story of a bbc presenter who went and basically lived with all these indigenous tribes and uh, the story goes where so the guy was immersed in living with these indigenous cultures. He was sort of um, living in the style of their huts that they live in. And he was sort of catching, uh, going foraging with them, catching wild food and things. And anyway, it got to a part in the documentary where the, the hunter-gatherers turned around to the BBC documentary guy and says, since you've seen our home, when can we come to your home? And the guy turned around and he was like, well, I can't let them come to my house. Um, the, in, in, the guy turned around and said, "If I let them come to my house, they'll eat Mac. They'll go to McDonald's and they'll just, they'll just, you know, they'll just completely turn turn their they'll completely turn the backs on the life that they've got now, and they'll just be eating McDonald's all day." So anyway, the guy in the documentary had an idea, and he decided to to bring them to his house. You know, he thought it would be a good documentary to share, where these indigenous peoples actually come to Monday world, and sort of got a sense of how us Westerners sort of live our lives. 
and the story's really funny because um, there's a scene in the story where basically the guy turns around and uh, the guy obviously constantly every morning he wakes up and these indigenous people are still left in his house and he's going to work and one of the, the chief leaders of the indigenous cultures turns around to the guy and he says he says where, where, where do you go every day where do you keep going he says, oh, I go to work. He says, what what you go to work for? He says, I go to work. He says, I go to work to pay for the house. He says, how long you have to go to work for to pay for this house? He says, the guy says, about 30 years. He says, no problem. He says, me and my brothers, he says, we'll build you a house in a couple of days. So it's kind of funny, you know, like that's another one of them stories to me, you know, like the, the insanity of like how we've kind of like inverted our own sovereign right on this planet, you know, like... I, th- I always feel like you know that life was intended for us, you know, to to be able to 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 flourish with the natural resources and, and what is in front of us as a human being. But we've inverted, we've inverted our sovereignty and made it made life very complicated. And you know, and I've always used to read stories in the past about how about I was always fascinated by Native American cultures and the, the way they viewed the world. And I, I used to I read this book a long time ago. I can't remember the, what the I think the book's called Tribes or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of it. But it's basically a book exploring the concept of Native Americans and how they viewed their living on the land and stuff. And there's this famous story talking about how there was a power dynamic that was going on between the Native Americans and the white man at the time. And um, the Native Americans would kidnap the white man every now and again. And uh, the stories in that through this book was representing and was talking about how every single time that a white man got um, sort of taken into the Native American tribe, the white men would try. the The white man wouldn't want to leave the Native American tribe, which I thought was really interesting. And and I can kind of I can kind of re- relate to that on my own journey. You know, I, I've always sort of romanticized that that essence in my head, where I, you know I would love to be the the hunter gatherer who was sort of in the woods and um, you know at one with the land and not having to worry about shitty bills and uh, credit scores and bullshit like that. You know. Um, and and it's and I think them type them levels of story they give a lot of introspection of of how we are sort of living as a human being on the planet right now. You know, I don't think a lot of people uh, generally kind of sort of fully can get the bigger picture of of this whole essence what what is going on on the planet now and how we've completely you know we've given up our complete sovereignty as a as a human being. But civilization is is and I think we're really starting to get to see it more and more especially what's going on right now on the planet, but it's been set up in a way to take us completely away from our um, birth-given sovereignty, you know, which, in my opinion, has been done in many different ways. And a couple of examples, which I could go into many different examples, but, for example, you know, we're taught through our education that, you know, the hunter-gatherers are primitive, you know, we're told that a sign of evolution, of a sign that evolution is getting better is technology. So if technology is getting better, then we must be getting more advanced. Um, if things are getting quicker, if things are more convenient, you know, then this has got to be better than the past. Um, and it's interesting. And then you can look at all the all these different laws that we have wrapped around us, all these different legal fictions. Um, you know, we're not even taught about money in school, even though that this whole reality is built upon the premise of money, but we're not taught about how to manage your money. I wonder why that is. Um, you know, we're not even taught how to grow our own foods. So we're not taught about talked about uh, our rights in terms of um, our legal doctrines, in terms of our legal fictions, um, versus natural. Natu- talk about taught about natural law versus corporate law, and um, in my opinion, you know, this has all been done and aid to keep us, you know, locked into that that matrix style human, that corporate fiction. 
And I remember um, a few days ago, I don't know if any of you out there seen, but I shared the video of the uh, the Ernie Tailsgate video, The Natural Living Man. And um, I think the the video, if you're not seeing that, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's, the, it's called The Natural Living Man on YouTube. And I think that video, to really me, you know, it really highlighted um, this whole power dynamic and this whole legal system that's been set up in a way. And this whole illusion in a way as well, this like this consciousness, because it's a consciousness, in my opinion, this illusion that's being put upon on the human mind. And in that um, video, um, he, he basically expresses expresses and identifies and shows that he would not identify as a corporate fiction. And the judge basically walked out the room, you know, because she couldn't deal with a, a, a natural living man. She wanted to identify him as a corporate fiction. And you know, and the world has been wrapped us, wrapped around us in a way to believe that we're not free. You know, like I said before, laws and language and stuff like that is keeping us from expressing our complete birthright, which is free. You know, and the system has been designed in a way um, that has took us away from all these different God-given rights and things like that. You know, and it packages it packages reality up in a way and gives and sells us back in this diluted form. And if you kind of like that Ernie Tailsgate, if someone like him who who knew his laws and he just wanted to operate from a, a pure state of being, um, he believed he had the rights to fish and um, to forage his foods. And if you operate from that place, you know they don't like that. You know if you if you sort of go against, if you sort of um, attack their their pride and joy, which is their money, you know, and you no longer sort of you no longer operating from your birth birth certificate number. You know that's also another story as well. They're going to how when you're born on this planet. Um, you there's a there's a value put on on your head for your birth certificate, which is very interesting, you know. Um, but you know if you no longer want to operate through their corporate corporate box, and you want to identify as a natural human being, you know that's when you start coming under pressure, and they'll put many different things on you. And there's been many different scenarios of this that's played out played out on the planet, you know. And it's interesting because I always used to think, you know, like how we are the only species on the planet that that pays to Earth, pay to live on Earth, which is hilarious when you really think about it but the other day i, I came across this um uh, amazing sort of little image and it was depicting you know these different the, the states of law on the planet and it's a diagram talking about the different states of law on the planet like natural law versus uh, corporate law and it says um at the top it says universal and divine god's law which is natural law then it says natural law interpreted by man common law and then under that it says ruler law. Then the topic of the human, um, the top of human realm is the people. Then the artificial organization is actually under that, which is the government. And then officers that have basically taken oaths, which are politicians and public servants, and things like that, are actually at the bottom. And um, I think it's a good reminder to show that you know that we are, we are, we truly have the power. You know, we're the kings and we're the kings and the queens of this place. You know, but we've been kind of like the world's been set up in a way to 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 kind of like trick us uh, away from that and the illusion is is wrapped around us with all our different the way that we operate as a human being and there's also amazing uh, documentary i don't know if any of you out there have seen it but it's called the straw man documentary um on youtube it's called straw man the nature of the cage and it's basically a documentary um highlighting the truth around sort of the debt system the legal fiction system like i said before talking about bailiffs uh modern day policing um Polit uh, the, the the legal system everything like that you know covers a lot of this sort of stuff and it's basically offering the documentary offers kind of like knowledge on how to lawfully deal with this kind of stuff you know and 
also gives you a good basis in your mind to understand you know that that the power is always with you and you are the you like you are the kings you know for example and there was also um i just wanted to mention as well there was another interesting uh question uh by a guy who i've made really good friends with who listens to podcasts called dan and i was just messaging before on whatsapp because we've uh, really kind of like we've really made 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 a good friendship and he um sent us across uh, an interesting question because he also lives in a van too at the moment and he was talking about how um he said isn't it great uh, isn't it great um like to be able to fully disconnect from the matrix and i asked him could i speak about this on the podcast and I've been thinking about that quite a lot lately, and it, it brings a lot of introspection. That question of um, of like disconnecting from the matrix fully. And uh, when when we when Dan was saying that, who listens to the podcast, I kind of understand what he means. You know, he understands like having the free time to and not have to worry about sort of waking up on your own time and things like that. But it obviously goes a lot deeper than that. And um, I would say like you know this is something that I, a question that I kind of ask myself every single day: How can I move to that place? where you know like i'm not dependent on the matrix and it's very hard as a modern day human being you know like there's times where i have these big moments of introspection where you know i would love to just be like uh, like i said before envy the hunter gatherer you know i would love to just like i would love to just take myself off and not have to worry about bills and not be wrapped up in money and have pressure to 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 do this and do that kind of thing i would love to be able to just be ever present in the moment you know like growing your own foods and um, waking up and waking up to the seasons going to sleep with the with the cycles and being in tune with the nature and i think that way of life completely does something different to you you know not just on a biological level like not just your stress your emotions and things like that but i think it goes even deeper to the spiritual level you know that when we are fully disconnected from the matrix and we're fully living in the reality that's in front of us first and foremost no reality can no one can tell you what your reality is and no one can dictate the rhythms of your reality and you can't have the media for example telling you what you should be if you should be in fear because you are living your reality you know you're growing your food you know you're you're immersed in nature and i think them two worlds is in my opinion is the is the dance in reality that's going on right now you know there's a lot more of us who kind of feel that pull to be to move back to that natural law versus um our versus a law that's that's actually not even real you know um, and I just also wanted to mention as well the other day, which was interesting, just to add to this theme. I read an interesting article the other day, and it was talking about how, um, in some part, of the, and I can't remember whereabouts in the world it was, but in some part of the world, they were talking about how they were going to be returning the lands back to indigenous people, in sort of aid of actually helping nature. So it's really interesting because. I think we can all see, like you know, there's a lot of like movements around the planet, like um you know we hear all these movements like around the world talking about like um um climate change like you know they've had to change the world where to climate change now you know um because um global warming they couldn't prove that global warming exists but they had to change the world word to climate change but the further that we look back we all understand that climate the climate's always always been changing but besides that argument that's for another day um i'm just using it as an example but to take that a little bit further, for example, we have all these different social justice movements around the world. People like seeing, like, are like standing in the streets, for example, seeing that stopping traffic in certain places and protesting, saying that we need to put in measures of place against climate change because we're destroying the planet. But you know, it's interesting because no one ever ever wants to look at where 
the truth lies, you know, and for my opinion, the truth lies is that, you know, the indigenous people and the peoples of the past who were closer to the land, they had the, they, they had the way, you know, it's only, be, and, and, and they realised that we play a fundamental role in the cycle of life, you know, for example, there was a story of, um, of these, of in, in, I think somewhere in Canada, they were talking about how the deer population was overriding nature and the deer population was basically eating all the younger sprouts that was coming up from the ground. And basically what happened is, is this this guy who was a naturist decided to like, um, who was an expert on on, on um, animals, decided to to place some deer back into that ecology. Uh, sorry, place some wolves back into that ecology. And what happened is they, they put the wolves back into the ecology and the wolves started, um, you know, um, making, the de- making the deer more vigilant so the deer couldn't stay in one place and they couldn't eat the younger saplings of the trees. So then they they sort of like put back in that cycle of life that had naturally been took out by human by, by human beings in that process, and what actually happened is that the whole ecology of that forest started actually flourishing and changing, you know. So like it's kind of interesting. Like us as human beings, we've gone we've gone so far away from who we truly are fundamentally that we've kind of like we try to in that process we kind of like try to come up with these clever ways of like getting around that so we can still adopt you know our fancies and our lollies and things like that and kind of still adopt um you know adopt the western culture but actually not realizing that the place of the past was the cycle was the place we should be you know and how um the, you know that we we haven't the, the the indigenous way people's way of living on the land and the way they lived is far better than any western approaches that we've got now you know so we've got a lot to learn um but it's 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 just a interesting dynamic anyway so i'm going to jump in some comments anyway and see what you guys thought on that's i rambled quite a bit <clears throat> first comment 9-11 was an inside job the earth is flat fake invasion coming global warming tax coming soon <laughs> boom <laughs> yeah 9-11 was an inside job for sure we all know that was inside job it was funny because the other day i was uh, tell- i was talking to laura about the the dynamic of like how some people like still believe you know like that was like some guys in a cave you know who who sort of orchestrated that whole scenario you know like and the, the funny scenario of like i was talking the other day about how when the planes like for example you know like the planes hit them them towers that were like designed in a way to withstand extreme pressures and extreme um, amounts of different weather conditions and um, you know a plane comes along and knocks out down that whole building you know regardless of all the detonators that were at the bottom of that thing you know um, but it's it's one of them funny things you know it's like the same it's like the same comment you know when someone says well the planes knocked them down the planes knocked them down the planes went around and knocked them all down <laughs> um it's kind of like the same thing as that comment the guy said to me the other day when he said like oh you're wrong you're wrong the the, the reason why the pyramids are built for is because they use concrete they use concrete on the pyramids that's why there's no gap and this the and the gaps are, are cleverly sophisticated and we haven't even got technology to reproduce the laser cuts now but they use concrete <laughs> a funny one yeah and obviously like douglas said as well global warming tax coming soon yeah but that's the interesting thing you know like the whole i, I kind of like a long time ago you know i got like um that that whole whole conversation kind of got me like you know got me to a certain degree because i think you when you're like looking at this topic of global warming and stuff you know you're coming from the perspective of like 
you know, you have good intentions as a human being. You, you know, you, you want to protect Mother Earth. You start waking up on your journey and you want to kind of like protect Mother, na- Mother Nature. But it's very interesting because for me, like I said before, you know, the, they always speak about the solution to this. is like we have all these, these, like we know where the real problem is, you know, the real problem is the, is, is like sort of the, 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 ta- the elites in the world, you know, the, you know, they, they put corporate, for example, they're talking about putting a global warming tax on the people, but they're still going head and forward with all the big, with Amazon and all the big distribution networks all over the world, ships through the sea, all the lorries on the road. Um, but never, never really kind of like really, um, talking about a real solution, you know, like talking about getting closer to closer to, the, to nature you know growing our own foods um maybe not flying on planes to other parts of the world you know um because and, that, and that's what I, that's what i feel anyway we never really get to the to the main point and also when it comes to like the word um global warming you know like they had to change the the word um from global warming to uh, to climate change you know which is interesting because they couldn't they couldn't um they couldn't prove that global warming was real you know But climate's always changing, you know, which is interesting. Climate always changes. For thousands of years, climate's always been changing. And you know, and I wouldn't be surprised, just go a little bit deeper as well, I wouldn't be surprised from more of an esoteric point of view, the reason why, like, these cycles do change in terms of heat on the planet is because, you know, like, it's in it playing with the, the cycles of consciousness as well, you know. Like, we all know that human beings have migrated all over the world, you know. Like, the the way that there's also a theory, like, for example, and this is going a bit deeper, how, like, um, at, at the time of the Golden Age, how these places that were of Golden Age in the past, like, um, the places like Chichen Itza and the Pyramids of Giza, how these places will be flourishing again with greenery and things like that as we move closer towards the Golden Age, which is interesting. Whether that's true or not, but it's interesting to think about how global warming plays into the cycles of consciousness as well. Because things are always changing, you know, but we kind of think like human life is linear, but it's not, you know. There's bigger cycles that are operating around us. Someone said, Adam has said, I'm thinking about living in a van. Do it, you know. I think it's one of them things as well, like um, what I wanted to think about before is I think we should all like kind of, you know, I know we're all living in, we all have different situations, living in situations, whatever we're doing in our lives, and we have different sort of things that we... um. We have we're all currently playing different playing different roles in the human experience, and we have different, um, you know, different challenges and things like that. But I, I definitely um, would say, you know, like it took me a lot, a long time to get to that understanding that to do to live this way. Um, will I live live this way all the time? Who knows what the universe has got in store, you know? But what I will say is, is that um, I think there's something special about giving yourself the opportunity to even just live this life for even even live this life for two months you know three months or whatever ever how that looks for you it doesn't have to be living in a van you know go and live in a tent for three for three months you know or two months or take yourself off into a cabin and live in there because i think what, what i've learned a lot lately a lot about the experience of living in a van is that it teaches you a lot about how to be um, how to how to be easier to serve as a human being and we can it gets back to what I was saying before. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the sort of the, the traps on the planet are des- are designed through the lens of you being complicated, being a complicated human. You know, like having three cars on your drive, having the big house, um, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that if you can manage that. You know, and you're not having to like give all your time away for that. That's absolutely fine. But from my journey, I was kind of like I was in that mode of thinking where I had all these things around us, but at the same time. 
I wasn't, I had no free time, you know, and I wasn't able to, to do all the things that I wanted to do. So for me, living in a van, it teaches you a lot about what you need and what you don't need. And it, it makes you a lot easier to serve, you know. And also gives you a lot more time as well, you know, to actually be with your own thoughts and be with your mind, which I think society's set up in a way as well to try and keep you away from your own thoughts and your own mind, you know. Douglas said, so true, my mum always tells me how I used to always ask why, but what about that? How does that work, lol? Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know, because it is kind of... Um, from a conscious perspective, it's kind of drowned out of you when you're a young child, you know, like some children who ask too many questions, you know, kind of like go, see, I'll just, just shut up, don't worry. Or for example, the, the common one is when a when a kid at night has a dream and they tell them, the parents about the dream and he says, oh, don't worry, honey, just go back to sleep. It's just a dream, um, you know. Yeah, Douglas also said you, you're pretty much property of the state or government when your parents uh, registered your birth. Yeah, well, that's in what I've seen before, you know, we, we kind of don't understand, like when you're born at this place you know um there's a lot of interesting videos out there online if you t if you type in on youtube like about your birth certificate and stuff how when we're born into this planet um we already sort of become the legal fiction you know like by us entering their contracts you know we become the legal fiction we're already like the, like for example the documentary i was describing before about um the freeman documentary it you know it highlights and shows how like everything from your driving license um to to you paying tax um to you every from every angle you know we're we're constantly like we become the the we're, we're constantly the more that we sort of attain this legal fiction we we now become more entrenched in the cage you know we're no longer a free human we become in the cage um and it's we find it harder to get out of that cage you know Sheila Marie says money is made up to create an illusion so slavery wouldn't be obvious people are in a trap in consumerism agenda dumbed down to feel powerless yeah for sure like that's what I was saying before you know it's like the biggest I think the biggest thing when we all start waking up is that we start realizing that how this whole system has been set up in a way to make you completely powerless you know it's interesting like right now on the planet I think like we can all see how in you know people might disagree with us on this i might be up in the clouds but my perspective on this is that the route to us solving what everything that's going on right now on the planet from climate change from animal rights um like um sovereignty over your own body um living a life that's um not at harm to the planet is my opinion is all about us getting together and living close with the land and it's um you know it's not hard to see to see that truth in my opinion um and you know the this narrative that's playing out in society where the media and politicians and government give these you know every year they get together and they talk about action and how they're going to heal how they're going to improve the planet um and you know speak on the surface on the surface level but never ever get to the root of what's truly going on you know as as this is still going on they're still talking they're still plowing forward with consumers consumerism and i know we're still all to blame in that argument as well you know because um i'm still guilty of that you know i still order something on amazon you know for example and um, so we're all we all play a fundamental role in that you know we're not disconnected from from the elite to to us we all play a role in that but we need to first of all you need to recognize that transaction and how your energy is in, involved in that transaction and slowly trying to start move away from that someone said uh jim said 
Satish Kumar's Moto Soil Soul and Society. He did a brilliant TED talk. I'll definitely check that out. Something I've, I'm like I say, I'm at the minute. I'm, um, I really interested in. Um, I'm in the middle of trying to find some couple of good books that I want to read on, um, on growing foods and how you the best way to grow foods and on 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 um, the best way to to prepare soil and things like that. That's I'm really interested in that at the moment. So if anyone's got any recommendations of any books. Because uh, I know there's always shortcuts to some good books instead of like fluffing around on the outside. There's always uh, shortcuts to the best books that don't uh, mess around. They get straight to this real stuff. Someone said, have you watched the documentary There Are No Forests on Earth? I haven't seen that documentary. I'll tell you a documentary I, I was seeing the other day, which is really cool. Um, it's called, um, it's by Paul Stamets. Um, I can't remember what the documentary's called now. Uh, Fantastic Fungi, it's called the documentary. Um, if anyone hasn't seen that documentary, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, but basically, it's um, you know the it's in regards to you know mushrooms have always fascinated me anyway when I've took psychedelics and stuff. For example, it's always fascinated me the realm of of the the inner world, you know. But when it comes to like from a more of a biological perspective, in this documentary, what Paul Stamets is talking about how the how the he's you know describing the mycelium networks um, and how trees actually use the mycelium network to contact one another and how the mycelium network is actually one of the most intelligent if not the most intelligent uh, neural network on the whole entire planet um and i think it's a really interesting interesting thing to to analyze how how you know plants and trees are, are sort of connecting to this sort of this this their own sort of internet in a way you know just like how we have internet now the trees and the fungus you know they're connecting the mushrooms are connecting this to this neural this vast neural web of network that is under our feet at all times and how magical it is you know it's interesting because um there's an episode that i watched years ago of star trek i don't know if any of you out there have seen star trek um i never watched anymore now but i remember this episode in star trek where for them to to sort of transcend um their consciousness or or move through through space and time they there was an episode where they they were to do so they were actually plugging themselves into to the mycelium network which i thought was really interesting you know like the concept of like being able to connect into the mycelium network and transfer your consciousness but it's kind of interesting because i think in a way you know mushrooms are kind of that portal of that in a, in a degree you know like you plug when you take magic mushrooms you know you plug yourself into that mycelium network or whatever you're doing you know to some degree and you kind of are traveling to them to them dimensions you know it's also interesting, like in the documentary, the main guy in the documentary, Paul Stammer, yeah, there's an interesting scene in it where he tells this really interesting story about how he was, um, he had this like stutter when he was younger and um, he was like scared and nervous to talk to other females and things like that. And anyway, he took, when he took the mushrooms for the first time, he took like the God dose, <coughs> took far too many. And he said he was up in this tree and he said he was just like, um, there was thunder and lightning and stuff and he was like really in the thick of the work and he said like how he just screamed out to the universe like stop my stuttering and then from then on he never ever stuttered again and um, in that documentary he speaks about a little bit about how the essence of why he did that for was because he believes that in the in the in the um, in the mushrooms there is sort of uh, chemical compounds that um, can that can um, can basically uh, fix and can repair neural connections within the human body, things that maybe have been damaged. And 
my theory on that is I definitely feel like I wouldn't be surprised like from a from a biological perspective if there is things in the mushrooms like there's been new tests done on ayahuasca how there's how ayahuasca and cannabis and things like that do have certain properties from a chemical perspective that come into the biological body and do affect it from a health perspective you know we all know that all these different plants and herbs around the planet um are are, are medicine you know and they can affect the biological body but for me what I've been learning a lot lately is and this is what I actually feel like you know, I'd love to have a conversation with Paul Stammett and ask him this. Uh, maybe he hasn't seen this, you know, but I feel like what I've started to understand with psychedelics um, and health in general is that it all leads from your emotional health. And I feel like Paul Stammett, when he was like kind of, when he when he shouted out to the universe, like, heal my, stam- uh, heal my stammer, I kind of feel like I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of emotional healing that was going around that trip as well because I feel like a lot of the time that I've noticed is, for example, if I have a, an ailment in my body that I've noticed or something that's out of balance from a physical perspective, if my body's hurting or something or I have a pain here or something or even a sickness or whatever it may be that's occurring um, that I've noticed for, around other people as well, is that when you go to the emotional level and you heal the emotional injury to that thing, um, you find that on the physical level, the thing will be changed through you releasing the emotional response around it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, I'm not trying to diagnose Paul Stammett and be a psychologist, for example, and tell him how to live his life. But I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Stammett, someone when he was younger, told him to kind of like, um, you know, kind of put something on him when he was a young age, told him to shut up or something or not talk. And that probably has affected his emotional response, you know, to that to that scenario because I feel like a lot of problems in our lives come from trauma at a, at a, at a young age someone telling us something or putting something on us and I think as you, if you get to the emotional response of that and go and find you'll find that underneath every physical problem there is emotional injury and this is something I'm learning massively over the last couple of especially over the last couple of weeks that everything is from an emotional level you know we need to get to the root of the problem Shirley Marie says, we have been programmed to find happiness in material possessions and society status. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I was guilty of that as well on my journey, you know. Um, it's just one of them things, you know. Dan says, I love living in the van. I don't want to live in a house ever again. I would like to live in a year on earth structure, log cabin one day though. Yeah, for sure. I think it's interesting how a lot of people are moving towards that. I don't know if any of you out there seen how like Bill Gates in America was buying up all the land, by the way. He was like buying up loads of uh, land. In America which is really interesting you know why why would he be doing that you know like what he is is it is he trying to stop people getting back to that it's mad why does one man want all the land you know maybe he just it's from a business move and he just sees like where the where the earth's going you know CJ said um how's it going brother as well CJ said it's a mega documentary I loved loved it so he's talking about the the fantastic fun guy uh, makes you understand shrooms so much more yeah and it makes you also understand as well like how how like we're not just the only intelligent things on the planet you know like because from a physical perspective we kind of we kind of like we we don't really sort of analyze you know plant plant intelligence you know like plant intelligence is one of them that goes goes out the window to a certain degree you know like even like for example like not to try and trigger anyone but like just from the vegan conversation use as example you know a lot of people are can completely understand how animals are intelligent but when it comes to plants and trees you know they they don't fully see that and you know for example for me when i've had a lot of my experiences where my expand my awareness has been expanded through altered states i've really got to see a glimpse into that you know how trees are very intelligent you know probably more intelligent than, than humans 
and, and do have a form of con consciousness too, which is really interesting. Joe said, a garden is good if you're living living in a van. Gardening is good if you're living in a van. Yeah, for sure. Like that's I think in the future that's something that I want to do more of is is is, is um is is do some more uh, like understand how to grow foods and stuff you know. And also Joe is one of I just want to mention while you're in the comments. Um, uh, I didn't. Someone happened with me email the other day as well when you're saying about you want to sign up for the retreat. I've sorted the email out now. If you want to send the email over for the last spot, I was trying to contact you, but um, the email was down. Also, just want to mention guys as well that um. Uh, I didn't mention this enough, but I've now start, set up a Telegram group. So there's a link in the description underneath. There's a free Telegram group where anyone can join. And it's just a way, for example, if any of these podcasts, if censorship keeps going the way it is, it's just a way where I can tell you guys where I'm going to be when I'm doing lives and stuff. Because um, I'm now working towards setting up some new platforms that um, where I can freely go as deep as I want and not have the risk of getting the channel took down. Which I know has never really bothered us in the past, but you know I would be disappointing to to lose this beautiful community which we've created. Um, so there's a Telegram group if you want to join that. It's free to join, and I basically just tell everyone when I'm going live as well, so that everyone knows when I'm going to go live. It's the first time I've mentioned it here, and I'm also now on BitChute as well. I've put a few old podcasts on there, but eventually, um, when I've got time, because it's already like a full-time job YouTube, but I'll um be putting transferring a lot of the content over to BitChute and then from now on putting all the videos on there too as well just in case this thing ever goes down you know because it very much could Matt said on growing food check out Charles Downden and his no dig technique less work more produ produce and great for the mycelial networks and re-engineer the soil it's a really interesting synchronicity you said that because um, in the van the other day uh, I met a guy um, an old couple actually um, up in Scotland, um, who got randomly talking to, and they were telling us about how they also use that method as well. What you're talking about there, which is really interesting. So I definitely need to look into that now. That's two two forms of synchronicity, but it's really cool, you know. Like um, we've been meeting a lot of different people around um, when we've been driving around, and a lot of people are all all like sort of um, on on the sort of in the process of or or, or are growing their own foods, which I think is interesting, you know. CG says, oh yes, the spirits behind different plants. Well, it's interesting because, you know, like in ayahuasca cultures, um, I think it's called a dieta, dieta, I think it's called, a dieta. But basically where to become a shaman, you have to go around and you have to diet every single plant. Every single, uh, diet. it's called a dieta of every single plant, I think it's called. But it's basically like the there's a t fundamental tie to the, the how they believe that each individual plant has a different spirit, you know, um, which is interesting to me as well. Someone said in the comments, uh, Bill Gates is buying up land to stop cattle and animals grazing. No animals to produce meat. People will have to eat their own synthetic grown meat. Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of think I wouldn't be surprised as well if he, if it's kind of like a, a movement towards, you know, stopping people from... You now, if you take away all the land, you know, you, you lo people lose the power, you know, because the power is in, you have in the land. And I think that's why a lot of legal laws at the minute, minute are from every single angle, are, are there's a huge attack on... On the human from every level like for example you know the, the the van life laws that are coming in place now where they're trying to stop people from parking up at certain places and things like that even the place where at the night you know like has a sign saying you can't park here but we're still parked here but um i wouldn't be surprised if some angry guy comes in knocking on the on the thunder door but you know it's just part of the part of it you know we're not doing any harm with like in the middle of nowhere on a on a nice lake completely out of the way of everyone 
uh, but people still don't like that, you know. People want to sort of kind of stop that, which is interesting. I've also kind of felt that as well to a certain degree, like when, when you're in the van, I've kind of felt like there's a... There's like a lot of people who get it, you know, like there's a lot of people who get that kind of lifestyle and like they're all right with you parking somewhere or like, or if you're like sitting in a nice spot with the van doors open. But there's also like a, a culture of people who kind of like, you know, you can feel them oozing like there's a, there's a like jealousy or there's like a, or there's like, a, maybe it's like attacking a part of them that they wanted to do when they were younger or something, you know, or like, or for example, because like we're just pulling up in nice spots and, you know, we're not paying to be here kind of thing. So maybe that's kind of like, hits a spot in them, you know, kind of thing as well. Captain Rabbit said, I'm sorry, but anyone who thinks the earth is flat is a numpty, and I say it with love. <laughs> That's, well, it's a funny one, you know, like, and um, so I must be, I, I must be a numpty then. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is an interesting one, the, the the flat earth to be. It's something that I've been looking into a lot lately, and, um, you know, I 100% believe that, that what we've been told about the way this planet is is completely flawed, you know, I really do. Um, the more I've been looking into so much work from like um, from the ancients and people like that, you know what I mean? For such a long time, they all believed it was flat. Um, and um, I'm, I'm fully, I, I fully believe that this place is, is what the fundamentals of what we've been told about it is a lot more different than it, than it actually is, you know? Um, you know, like all this, I could go into this all day, you know, I've spoke about this many different times, the CGI footage and how it's all fake and the you know like there's some really in, I, I i believe you know like um i was talking me and laura were talking about this the other day about how like for example how if you know there is like there's a lot of really intelligent minds who are who are questioning what is like question the, the physical shape of this planet there's a lot of intelligent minds who are really diving into the, the science behind it and um, the properties and things like that you know there's so there's a lot to be said in my opinion of like is there's still a lot of uncertainty in my own self around this you know i'm not i'm not closing that door to say that it looks a certain way you know for example i feel like um what i've been learning through my own inner journeys is that that there's something to do with it, the taurus field like how this this whole realm i'm going to start calling it a realm i'm not even calling it a planet anymore and um, how this realm that we're in whatever it is it's a lot more metaphysical than we've been told and I feel like the reason why we're being taught it's a certain way because they don't they want to make you believe that you are spinning through space um you're spinning like you're spinning into nowhere basically you know you're lost in space spinning through space in a million miles an hour um but I believe that we're not you know like i I feel like this this place is stationary you know whatever we're on here is stationary and that's just my own research that I'm up to, you know, and I'm not closing the door any from any direction, but I believe we're on a stationary plane and this thing has realms. That's what I believe, you know. I, yeah, yeah, I believe in the the work of Sanchez Bonacci and also what, the work that Martin Kenny's, do, Kenny's done as well about the, the cosmic egg theory, where it's, you know, their theories are, in my opinion, from what I believe is not completely right, Um but a lot of it, in my opinion, are definitely aligned towards it, that this place is more realm-like. Um, it's stationary, whether that's flat, whatever shape it is, but it has realms to it. And I believe that we can't get out of this place, we can't go into space, um, because to go into space, you have the only way to get out of there, out of the, whatever's around this, the Van Ambelt, whatever you want to call it, um, metaphysical wall whatever you want to call a permanent whatever word you want to use i believe that the only way to get out of that is is by expanding your consciousness and i feel like that's why we can't get out of this realm in my opinion um 
because it's got to do with metaphysical it's got to do with the metaphysical principles and i feel like you know the ancients understood these these cycles that are also incorporated around this realm and um, that affect the consciousness that affects like i wouldn't be surprised you know like the place that i'm at in my journey now the things that i've been seeing when i've been seeing the reptilians i've been seeing the blue aliens um you know everything that i've been looking into i wouldn't be surprised that if you if 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 the consciousness gets to a certain point on the planet um, like the ancients talked about how the astrological um, astrological um, movements and cosmic alignments actually affect consciousness on the planet. I wouldn't be surprised if a fucking big portal opened up and we could all move through it and go to another realm. A stargate opened up. I would not be surprised on that. And that sounds crazy, you know, but I would not be surprised. Because some of the things that I've been seeing and some of my experiences have blown my mind. And I'm just speaking from where I am, you know. Someone said, I mean, even though we may not agree on the flat earth format, I think we can all agree the NAD is sus. Well, yeah, for sure. NASA's definitely suspect, for sure. Some of, the, some of the shit that they say is unbelievable. Someone said, the moon is still in the earth's atmosphere. That's a fact. It's not in space. It's been proven, being lied to for years, that it's not in space. I think our own senses are telling us that, you know. When you look up to the moon, you know, I think your own senses are telling you that, you know. Um, I think there's a lot of things that I think that's that's the interesting dynamic when it comes to the to the round earth and the flat earth model. And um, what interests me about it is that, or just you know, just being an observer in general. In my opinion, is that we can all, in my opinion, like my senses most of the time are telling me something different, but science and what we've been taught in school tells me something different. You know, like for example, when like. You know, when I do go, when I walk, when I go to a mountain and I hike a lot of mountains and I look across the landscape, you know, to me, my senses are telling me that it's flat as shit. It's absolutely flat as hell. Um, when I sit and meditate, you know, like I don't feel like I'm spinning around in a million miles an hour. I feel like I'm sitting still. You know, so there's a lot of things like that where my senses are telling me that some of the things are not adding up what we've been told. And then I'm having the metaphysical experiences as well that's telling us that this place is more Taurus-like. Um, you know, I've had the I've had the, ex the psychedelic experiences where, like, I've seen the Taurus field in me, and I've also seen that represented on the planet. How there's also a Taurus field on the planet, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like if um if the Earth is sphere-like, but it's not like a physical sphere. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a flat plane. You know, that's not still, and there is a big Taurus field that gravitates around the whole planet. You know. Um, I think I, I don't know. It's just this place to me. It blows my mind, and the deeper that I go, you know, I'm I'm just staying open-minded because I get my mind gets blown every single day. Someone said there's something well dodgy about the moon. Yeah, for sure. And there's, you know, there's a lot of like there's even like for example, um, last night, um, the place that I stayed at last night, it was in Scotland. It was so dark because the light pollution in some parts of Scotland is really cool. Even in the summer, you can still see up in the sky, you know. And we were in a place where there was, n there was not a flight flight path, flight flight path, and um, we had a fire going and stuff. And looking up at the night sky, and you know, and there's there's sh there's stuff up there flying around. There's stuff everywhere flying around. And I think there's a lot more going on right now on this planet that we that we've been um, and we're being led to believe, you know. For example, when we did the hangout, um, where there was a few of us at the hangout in the Lake District, and people probably who came to the hangouts in this in the comments i know cg is in the comments too if he's still there and um, but we know we've seen something in the sky move very interestingly you know there was a flash of light that moved from one spot to the other five times and um i felt at that time for me that that wasn't something physical it was something metaphysical 
so I'm kind of leaning towards like courses probably things with the physical shape that is represented that we're seeing and that is important but for me like I feel that the metaphysical understandings of this place are far more different than we've been told like I think there's something to be said about how the ancient how the ancients understood the relationship between the inner worlds and also the stars and how they tried to map that with their pyramids you know like what is above so below they understood that it was a fundamental relationship with them two veils and the two worlds and how you know i wouldn't be surprised if like as consciousness evolves on the planet through our own inner worlds like we already are our own taurus field we're already our own inner you know we already are moving towards our own garden of eden with inside of ourselves how reality as you go through that process and you work on yourself you clear out your emotions clear out your traumas you you activate that christ consciousness you know the world around you envelops and changes in a different way and i think that's what the each the ancient cultures were trying to map they're trying to map the inner worlds and showing you how the inner worlds affect the outer worlds which is the stars you know which is the sky and how conscious how how these disease vast amount cycles of consciousness that are affecting this whole realm whatever's going on um, but i think there's a huge fundamental role in like how how the way for us to move to, to to out of the out of the planet is only if we can evolve our consciousness in my opinion but i think something's going on up there you know like i've been reading the book at the minute um Dolores Cannon's book um slip name slipped me mind now even though i'm reading it i'm trying to look up there on the shelf to see if i can see it but i'm reading the the book about one of the one of Dolores cannon's books and she i've mentioned her a few times and um, but in her books she talks about how like there is like a like a kind of like a galactic federation if you want to call it that world or what are the watchers like the the, the term watchers has been um, embedded through all ancient cultures you know like even the the the, the denisovians the egyptians um, all cultures of the past always talked about these people called the Watchers, who were influencing civilization from afar. There's belief that the Watchers were the ones who helped um, the Egyptians build the pyramids. Like it's in the scriptures, you know, talking about the Watchers were the ones who passed down the knowledge to that civilization at the time. So you know, it seems like there's always there's always talk and information talking about people who are affecting the human experience from afar. You know. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, especially with right now where we are on the planet right now, where consciousness is definitely getting to this pivotal point, in my opinion, where the tentacles are poking through, where everything's coming to the surface, where, like, something is probably, you know, this is probably the point in the movie now where all the UFOs are watching the planet, you know, all the spirits are watching the planet. Because, you know, as Dolores Cannon says, the human human evolution is about to shift dimension, you know, like, we're about to move through into the next dimension. Um, and that's why we're all in this turmoil now where everyone's lives are upside down kind of thing you know and society's upside down to a certain degree you know everything's being exposed to the surface truth everyone's being exposed fake spiritual teachers everyone's getting exposed to this level because something big's going down you know we're we're evolutionarily about to move take that next leap in my opinion into consciousness and as Dolores Cannon says in the books you know like earth has a fundamental role to play not in the role of consciousness just on this planet but in the role of consciousness of others you know because this density is the one where beings and uh, spirits all come from other realms to to learn in this realm it's one of the most important realms and it's interesting because in Dolores Cannon's book she speaks about how um she was channeling <coughs> a talk from like a spirit guide from another realm and he was talking about how his job was to to, to manage planets around the solar system and how he, how he was like basically managing them to a degree making sure that um 
that the planet doesn't explode, doesn't destruct themselves. And in, in the passage, one of the things, one of the messages that were that had been regressed through was speaking about how um, how they can't allow that to happen on Earth because Earth is has a fundamental role to play in the role of consciousness, what's going on now, which is interesting to me, you know. Yeah, CJ said, yeah, that was something special. So that was talking about CJ before when we seen something in the sky, which was mad. Um, it was like something was communicating to us the way it was moving, you know. Nothing I've ever seen before, you know. Yeah, I think there's a common theme that's going on in the comments, like the the flat earth to be, you know, it's like, it's an interesting one, you know, because I kind of feel like it's, you know, there's a lot of people are sort of ask, asking questions and sort of debating this, you know, which is really good, you know, like, I know, I know that this is a topic that comes with a lot of, um, it comes with a lot of st stickiness, you know, like, because um, people like completely blindly believe in one model and other people will like, completely blindly believe in the other model too. Um and I think uh, it obviously brings a lot of tension, you know. But you know, don't allow don't allow that tension to like don't allow it to don't argue, you know. Like don't allow that tension of the of this topic to to make you argue or fall out with people, you know. Just use it in a way to ask intelligent questions and see where it takes you. Because um, I kind of find like um, you know, I've I've like I've watched a lot of flat Earth debates. I've watched a lot of like people describing experiments on this, like. You know, there's loads more people now coming out talking about how they're unsure about certain things. And I think it's, it's in my opinion, from my own lens, it's, it's well up for debate, you know. It really is well up for debate. And why is, like, a lot of flat earth stuff being censored as well, you know? Like, why is these things being censored? So there's there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, lot more to be to discovered on that. But like I said before, I do want to get back and I do see it's Like, I think it is definitely something to do with more metaphysical, you know. And I think this place is more realm-like. I, I really wouldn't believe it. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise surprise if it, it is that. Just trying to read some of the comments, guys, because there's absolutely loads. And just see a lot of people's arguing with each other in the comments, <laughs> which is cool. It's always good to have a discussion, like I say, but don't get aggressive, you know. You never win any argument with getting aggressive. Elfwald said, came across a group called the Sovereign Project UK who show you how to operate outside the system. And how to block them from drawing you under their just justification worth a look. Oh, cool! I'll definitely check that out. I'm like I say at the minute, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by, because because you know like it's interesting because um one of the things that I'm massively heavily heavily looking into, as you all know, you know like I'm starting to manifest and move towards, you know, living off grid, uh, to some degree. However that however that manifests and however how that looks, and um, you know like. In the current legal system now, when it comes to living off grid, there is cost. There is certain like ways around doing that in a way where you are completely off grid. But to some extent, a lot of these off grid communities are still tied to the system in some degree. And I don't just mean by like they're still going to the supermarkets and things like that, which some of them still are until they can get fully functional and up and running, where they're completely hundred percent off grid, like growing, being able to produce enough produce to be able to not go to the supermarkets and stuff. But what I mean by this is, like, for example, I know in America, like, some people in America who <coughs> live off grid still have to pay, pay, like, certain, like, taxes and things like that, um, like, ground taxes and things like that. But, you know, like, to, in my opinion, in the best way I heard this described was Martin Kenny, who runs the place called Pineal Gland Foundation in Portugal. And um, the way that they're operating, which is really interesting to me, is that they are moving into a, a place of, like, of pure natural law, you know, where, like, they're going to create a country which is interesting you know like so there's 
there was a, um, a famous documentary a while ago, like my dad was telling us this about a documentary about a, a famous singer, I think it is, who um, who was going down the same line too. Like you started a community, but the only way for that community to be 100% like completely self-reliant and not to, not attached to the system in any way was to be acknowledged as a country. And there's a lot of like illegal, there's a lot of like legal stipulations that you have to go down to do so, you know, like there's a lot of, like there's a whole like rigmar of like of like a huge like you could write a book on this of how you have to like hit every single target to be classed as a country you know you'd have to create like a social media uh, campaign kind of like show physical representation you have to like have enough people in that community there's a lot of things to like to to come under that come under that line but i always think you know like for us to kind of like fully become off grid i feel like something fundamentally has to shift in the consciousness it can't just be in the sense of like where we're still operating and uh, under the under the natural under the under the corporate laws you know we cannot like just buy a piece of land and operate under that tendency it has to be something more and that's why i like about like some of these communities like elfwald said some of these communities are thinking bigger than just being off grid you know like they're not they're thinking more than just like buying a piece of land and living off grid they're thinking about how we can take this to the next level level consciously how can we completely like get away from that system and there's a lot of interesting minds right now who who are like are like are taking steps to do so you know where it's complete sovereignty you know where it's where you are completely outside of the system which fascinates me i'm just looking into it now you know claire said we lived in a van with two our two girls for two years and we experienced a lot of animosity from strangers and even friends i agree it always felt like they were coming from a place of jealousy yeah it's interesting like I think you know I kind of, I've kind of found that like the, obviously the famous quote that I've said many times, but like a lot of the time you know you um, you triggering people because you're changing the identity that they have of you in your mind, you know, and um, <clears throat> obviously a lot of people you know sometimes if they want to live that way of life, you know, it takes sometimes there's a lot of fears um, and people have a lot of attachments that they have to get over to move to that place. Like I did, you know, like I had to move to a lot of attachments and I've also like kind of, I can understand that jealousy to some degree because when you do shadow work, you kind of, when you move into the shadow, you start understanding like um, that that is also within you, you know, you have a tendency within you to also put jealousy on others. Um, so I can kind of understand that, you know, because I was kind of like that at one stage in my life. I know there was a comment somewhere um just seen it before but i'm not sure where someone was speaking about shadow work i'm not sure what the comment was fully but it sort of skipped down um but i know someone who listens to the podcast quite regularly asked a question about shadow work but um me and laura are actually going to do a video a full video about shadow work we're going to really break it down and go into great detail um because we've obviously been learning a lot about the shadow and how how it's important like i believe i fully believe just to give a bit of a speak about it i believe that one of the biggest things that we all need to do is to move into that shadow you know that's where the, the deepest healing is and i think when you start moving in the shadow uh you know it it removes a lot of these things like i was describing before about jealousy you know like because you start removing you start going into the shadow and realizing how a lot of these thoughts and feelings that you have and anxiety around certain situations and feelings and anger towards certain things in your life whatever how you feel comes from your shadow which a lot of the time your shadow has come from your tra traumas it's come from certain interactions your programming of how you should see the world and one of the most empowering things we can all do is to is to walk into that shadow with inside of ourselves and process all these deep emotions within us 
um, and then reality also changes in front of you, you know through that process but also like you know your interactions people that meet you meet in your life um, are much more nourishing to your soul because you're clearing a lot of these dark energies out within you you know because i think that's what what's happening when when we like we are carrying out acts of sin for example and i know that the, the broad range of sin expands out so far you know but just in the terms of like what we can all feel you know like what is sin you know like jealousy having um thoughts of anger towards people and things like that you know carrying out bad action towards people like doing people over behind the backs and things like that and speaking ill of people negatively like these things once we start like recognizing them and clearing them out um you know energetically that is released you know through your body through the process of acknowledging them and healing them healing them aspects of you and obviously naturally you know like you know we are our own like we are our own reality tunnel you know so if you clean them out and move them out it's like having like the only way i can describe the shadow work for me is like it's like um the picture that's coming in my head now is like a police horse so in the uk we have police horses and they have two things on their eyes so that they can't be distracted and i think at times like the shadow is like kind of keeping us locked in this tunnel and not broaden our awareness now horizon to like view other people's realities like taking into consideration other people and other people's sensitivities and things around them and as you take off these blinkers um your uh, um, awareness is in your horizon yourself is expanded so much bigger that um not only like do you stop start operating more deeply from a metaphysical perspective you know you like you move closer to that to the you you move closer to the higher spirit within and you're able to <clears throat> you know you're able to be to recognize your true nature of who you are and operate from that place but like from a physical level things start changing and manifesting in your life you know like you have the courage to maybe like leave that job that you want to leave um, and that's why i think fundamentally like doing the doing the doing the emotional work doing the emotional healing and um, getting rid of the emotional blocks doing the the trauma work doing the karma work um and going the shadow is is one of the biggest things we can all do you know like to empower to empower ourselves you know more of us obviously are doing it now you know like so many people message me all the time talking about like how they're going into the shadow and they're doing the shadow work um ren said and meditating and going within doing the inner work yeah for sure (coughs) i just love how everyone's just like proper going in hard on the flat earth (laughs) dan said the question um actually i'll read this one first someone said um Jackal said, strong men are missing nowadays. No builders, creators, leaders, fathers, etc. The remaining few noped out in society. Yeah, definitely, you know, like But I think there's I think there's there's definitely also at the same time we're getting to see that on a on a mass level now, you know, like how for so long the masculine has been subdued. Not just the masculine, obviously the feminine too, but just from a masculine perspective, how the masculine has been subdued deeply. But I think like I think, you know, like there's a famous quote that says, you know, um, about how hard times create strong men and i think like as a civilization we really haven't had that you know for such a long time we haven't had this initiation i think like men in the past had these and these levels of initiation that did develop their character um more stronger and I, I don't necessarily when i mean that i don't just mean through the lens of like war and things like that because war does do that but i also mean from the sense of like how we live in a world now where you know 
where everything is kind of like handed to us on a plate you know like we don't have to like grow around food we don't have to like hunt anything like that you know so like these levels of initiation in for the masculine have kind of been took out and that's why i feel like you know why i think from my own energy i feel like i need challenge you know like in my life to 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 release my energy in a healthy way i need healthy challenge that's why i kind of like i always try to do something every single day that's challenging to us you know for example like i always train or something you know or or i try and learn a new skill or or i'll do a, a hard hike or i'll jump in cold water you know i think it's fundamental for men to have healthy ways of releasing you know this energy this this energy and also like i think for such a long time um, through my generation as well we haven't had this initiation process yet yet where we've been forced to become a man you know and i feel to a certain degree that what's going on right now is probably the initiation for a lot of young men now not just young men like all men on the planet it's initiation right now to for you to decide like how are you going to operate through this what's going on now you're going to operate from fear or are you going to step up to the plate you know are you going to start educating yourself on taking your power back um, are you going to start educating yourself on laws you know, are you going to start also taking back your power from your emotional level, you know, because we've been subdued, like, from our emotional level, like I said before, you know, like, how we treat how we treat women, you know, how we treat other people, how we treat ourselves. Um, so it's like there's a, in my opinion, it's like the initiation is going on right now, you know, like, of course we're being recognised that there is a, that there is a lot of demasculated men and men not stepping in the true power but we're also starting to realize and getting to see what men have been doing the work and there's a lot of men you know like all a lot of you in the comments now you know are men you know and you've been doing the work you know you've been really in the trenches um so we're st also at the same time even though like the the divide's getting real we're starting to realize that there's a lot more men who are who are valuing the emotions you know like working deep in the shadow and that's empowering you know like and also to women that's that's sexy you know as well it, it, it really is you know and it's obviously the opposite as well you know if a woman's in the in the empowerment you know like and she's doing the work also you know that's that's attractive to the man you know as well it's an attractive quality to have i think alan watts called it sapiosexual there's a song about that if you type in sapiosexual it's really funny um, but it's all about being attracted to to people who are doing the work kind of thing you know but it but it is it, it is it, it is attractive you know like it's empower it's empowering um one of the most important things you can do dan said how does the isis go around the the planet unpropelled if it's flat if it was going in a circle it would need to be steered left or right constantly but it's not stayed anywhere but that's the thing like you know i don't know if it's if it's stayed you know and i also don't even i don't understand as well like like what is going on up there you know in terms of these because they're telling us that these um you know they're telling us that a lot of these satellites that are up up, up in space are um in space you know but they're not you know like your intuition's telling you that they're in low space you know like what even that means i don't even think they're all the atmosphere you know like they're they're probably just a little bit higher than planes um whatever if that is if it is if it is um satellites you know going on up there which i believe the probably is but they're not they're in low altitude you know which is interesting to me and you know i don't i don't know what they're doing you know maybe they are why could you not program them you know why could you not program them to to go a certain way just like you can program an ai you know you can program a computer to do a certain thing it wouldn't be hard in my opinion to program something to go right and left i think that would be easy that would be easy you know I think when you're trying to program something to love, I think that's a bit different. And I think that's why they can't, they're struggling to create AI at the moment. Something that can um, um, 
struggling to create complete sex robots. <laughs> Can't carry out all the proper actions which the humans require. <laughs> but I, I, like I say, I don't think it's. I think a lot of the stuff um, that we're being told is is it doesn't it doesn't add up, you know. Yeah, see, there's there's like there's quite a few like um, I can see in the comments there's like a few. There's quite a lot of interesting questions about like you know like because you know i, I kind of don't i don't know i don't fully understand the science when it comes to 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 the to the to the to the, to the like to the to what the shape of the planet is you know i don't understand the science fully behind it but i'm just asking you know i'm just asking kind of like what what i'm feeling with my senses when i when i look out there you know and um i've always always trust my senses but the man for the man to look into the the argument of like who's got a great video on this is like Obviously, looking at the video called the Cosmic Egg Theory, which I think is the, one of the best videos I've ever seen by Martin Kenny, there's also all, loads of interesting people out there now who are doing experiments. Like, there's a YouTube channel called Crow um, Seven Seven Seven, I think it is. He's doing some interesting experiments, like with um, certain exposures and things like that. Where he runs experiments on his channel. There's also like Sanchez Bonacci. I think he, I think he's one of the most interesting minds about the flat Earth argument because he's tying in like ancient uh, cosmology and stuff. And, and he, you know, like he's, he's well spoken, and I think over, I think six or seven languages, and he's he's able to read the texts of the past, which a lot of people aren't able to do. And he says that in all the texts, they talk about how it's a, it's it's a like a ferric, it's more of an etheric realm. This place, it's like not a physical planet; it's an etheric realm, which I believe, and how also he believes it's flat. So he does a lot of interesting stuff. Um, but for me, you know, like I definitely feel like it's more of an etheric realm. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. So, like Douglas says in there, so if the if the ball Earth's surface is seventy percent water, and water always finds this level, then how can how can we be in a ball on a ball? Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, like that's and a lot of people's done experiments with that also too, and it doesn't make sense, you know. But there's there's a lot anyway. Someone said we on a we on a realm. It's just a it's just a huge one. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think we're leaning, I'm leaning towards that. You know, like this place is more metaphysical. Like I keep saying. Anyway, I'm trying to bounce off some comments, but I can't, and some discussions. But I can just see everyone's going hell for leather in the comments. I'm struggling to find any uh, points that anyone's making. Someone said, "Smiley face ships." Uh, Chips said, "How do you balance friendships and relationships with spirituality?" Um. I think well this is I think it's obviously this is going to be this that's going to be different for for every single person you know like um and I also think like you know I think I think naturally as you like kind of like as you start as you start doing the the emotional work I think that 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 place is going to be a lot more easy that that place is going to be a lot more easy to navigate you know like um like for example, in my journey, just give a personal story, try and make it a bit more relatable instead of going too deep. Like that, like when I was kind of like awakening, and if you want to use that word, but I was like developing myself. I kind of felt like a lot of people around me were like, you know, I was struggling to hold a conversation with certain people any any longer. Um, every like things that they wanted to do, I didn't no longer want to do them things, and. You know, there's a there's there's a part in that process where you have to get to a point where you decide: Are you just going to continue to like to to allow, even though your soul may be telling you and telling you like that you don't want to be with them friends anymore, or you are you not relating to them anymore? 
are you going to like continue to just go along with that and be okay with that for the rest of your life or are you going to kind of like take it upon yourself to like to 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 move forward in a way that you know you might have to leave a relationship you might have to leave your friends you might have to not speak to your family you know for a while um, and I think there's something to that you know because like you know there's no good for, there's no good in my opinion for example like if you're you know if your reality tunnels expanding so far there's it's you're doing no one any good in that relationship for you to be staying in that you know because um the gap between the consciousness is far too different it's kind of like the way Dolores Cannon explains it you know like how it gets to a point within um within the the, the way the dimensions are shift, shifting on the planet where it gets to a point where the friction is becomes too much you know where like you can no longer like your consciousness can no longer operate in that in that frequency anymore because it's too too it's too painful for you and it's also too painful for the lower frequency and um, so you have to get to a point you know because you may you may get to a point in your journey where something forces you to do so you know um, something comes up and something forces you to to shift that frequency like a lot of people sometimes get forced through sickness or a disease or something like that because all these things are linked you know um but you have to just honor that place within you you know and if it like you know if it means like you know not for having balance in a kind of thing in uh, not but having balance in, in your in moving forward to alignment of what you need and you know like also what i've found is that a lot of people around me as i did that it kind of as i broke three from old relationships and old friends it also forced parts in them to 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 react in certain ways and they actually went on their own journey and evolved in beautiful ways and then sometimes our paths met again you know so there's also a dynamic that can play out like that you know where your paths can align again as well but sometimes you have to like sort of take that leap away from the nest sort of say you know anyway i think that's all i'm going to say guys i think i can see all the discussions in the comments about the flat earth um, maybe we'll dive into that much deeper at one point and I'll bring some notes as well some things that we can discuss and talk about but like I said it's definitely one that's up for discussion for sure but anyway I love you all guys thank you so much for coming on again and it's really awesome and like I said before check out the telegram group um, the telegram group's a really cool place um, to keep updated on when I'm going to be doing lives and if this thing gets tucked down with censorship and stuff um it's just a good way where I can tell you where basically I'm going to be setting up something new, you know. Um, you know, where like just in case I need to move to a different platform or something. But I've also set up a bit shoot, like I said before as well. And um, and if also as well, guys, like um, I don't mention this enough, but um, also as well, if you if you can and you feel it in your heart, um, it would be amazing if you can donate to the podcast. Um, there's a link in the description too, and it just helps me to keep doing what I'm doing anyway. So that's all I'm going to say anyway. I love you all, wherever you are in the world, and I'll catch you in the next one where I'm going to be speaking about... Um, I'm just formulating my notes, but I want to speak about an experience that I had with some karma where I basically brought forward through some other psychedelic experience, did some medicine work where I had um, a lot of interest in metaphysical experiences, but I also found some karma that was lodged deep in in a past life, which is really mad. Um, so I want to kind of like... Um, speak about it anyway that's all i'm going to say wherever you are in the world keep seeking as always peace and love 
thanks so much for checking out that podcast there i hope you liked it as you've seen towards the end as i was mentioned you know some of the it was really funny as i was watching the comments when i do the lives so many people were sort of arguing and uh, discussing loads of different stuff when it comes to flat earth you know flat earth for me is one of them that's really it's a really interesting topic and it makes you ask a lot of questions and like i say you know my position on it for me is con- constantly evolving and changing and um for me you know i definitely think there's a lot more meets the eye to what we've been told about what's going on in this place and um i think it's it's you know it's it's interesting to see what's going to unfold especially in the next few years on this planet because everything's coming to the surface you know so it wouldn't surprise me if um if the biggest if the biggest dice of them all turns around and go you know what guys we were lying to you all the time it's not how we've taught you it's something completely different wouldn't that be um wouldn't that be interesting to see uh, that dropped into the game right now? Especially with everything else, that's all the other lies that's coming to the surface now. But imagine if that one come to the surface, what would you do? You know, what, how would that would, what would that cause on the planet? Maybe people would wouldn't mind and they would just continue cracking on watching Netflix. But maybe some people would be like, hold on a minute. <laughs> but anyway, who knows? Uh, this place ex- interests me every single day, and nothing surprises me of what can unfold in this place. Or in this realm, <laughs> this flat realm, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed that rambling rant. Um, if you can, as always, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. Also have a crypto option. And I also wanted to mention that if you can, head over and join the Telegram group, uh, which is a great way to stay in the loop about um, recent podcasts that are coming up. And there's also, like, I share documentaries and good links that I come up with in that too as well. Uh, anyway, I'm going to play a song at the end of this podcast um this is a song actually i'm just going to get it on my phone to get the right title of it but it's a song that actually a listener who listens to the podcast centers he's done a really cool song it's very kind of um it's very anti-establishment to to say the least um it's a cool song i'm just going to get the title a second i know i'm rambling on um i can't remember the title of the podcast of the song again i want to give the guy justice and see actually see his name so the song is called 1984 as you can tell by the title it's going to be very um all about anti and slave all about mental slave slavery that's going on the planet right now and it's got by a guy who listens to the podcast called lucas lyon so enjoy this song anyway 1984 it's a cool one peace out the more we follow the rules the sooner we will stop the spread and so everybody has a responsibility to follow those rules. They say it's 2021, but I ain't too sure. It feels like 1984. They've been mentally and spiritually waging war. Look where this leads, can't you see what they're aiming for? Well underestimated the capability of villainy and tyranny These sick elites are masters of trickery They're moving wickedly watching the world bleed as they feed off our misery Ah, the world's gone quite mad Yeah, the human psyche has been hijacked Propaganda bombardments, your mind is the target They wanna deceive and lead us into darkness Fear is their greatest tool Fear can turn the brightest minds to fools Televise endless lies, keep people terrified That's the way they maintain their rule Fear is the prison that they want us all to live in And never since the beginning this has been their only mission Politicians cause division, they're just here to blind our vision Playing their position to distract us from their masters that are hidden I think George had a premonition Seems like it's all coming to fruition A race against time, now the clock started ticking The whole thing ends once the people have risen 
The only infection here is deception They fooled the whole world with PCR testing Look at all the facts they're neglecting to mention Ask too many questions and you can get censored The thought police are patrolling They don't want information if they can't control it Nah, can't you see what's unfolding? 1984, George already wrote it Yeah, said we're living within all Wells chapters No money for homeless, but there's money to track us Tell me that ain't madness, now we're all anti-vaxxers Just cause we question and seek to find answers They want me scared for my life But nurses can find time for TikTok dances The media's a stage full of actors Manufactured psyops and distractions Big Brother is watching and plotting Hands are the only things that they want washing Nah, they want everybody locked in Taking your mind hostage till you've lost it New normal Lockdowns, the van's in motion and it ain't gonna stop now You can see the plot now, it ain't even hiding A real pandemic doesn't need advertising It's an attack on our freedom Businesses destroyed for no reason Grandparents in care homes dying of loneliness Missing their families wishing that they could see them What about the patients on the waiting list who couldn't get their treatment? Look at all the havoc it's been wreaking Suicide and depression increasing Can't you see this is tearing us to pieces? I don't believe in a damn word the government is speaking They're creeping towards more control That's the true goal that they're seeking The vampires are just trying to sink their teeth in What happened to the truth? Come to think of it, what happened to the flu? And what would happen if nobody watched the news? Red pill or blue, now it's time to choose For real, be honest with yourself Do you really believe that this is about health? It's never been, take a look, it's evident The only thing that's spreading is the terror they've been peddling That mask is a muzzle, only the strong will survive in this struggle If you ain't seen the bigger picture yet, then you're just lost in the puzzle Literally got you living in a bubble The only virus in our lives is these liars and these tyrants That are trying to deny us of our rights and conspiring to annihilate the righteous The sheep can be silenced, but they could never quiet the lions, we're rising The veil has been lifted, consciousness has shifted to a higher wisdom And we ain't gonna be victims of this system We won't be prisoners, this is the resistance